What's in your Weetabix? What's in my Weetabix? Caffeine. Are you <laughs> just happy because you start the show and you're clear on which show it actually is this time? I'm happy because I'm looking at you, Mark. I'm happy because there's a lot of great new music out right now. I'm happy mm. because there's lots of exciting things for us to talk about right now. I'm also excited because I didn't put all of my money into crypto right now. So, <laughs> All of your uh, money? All, all of those many pounds in the bank all account. £7.25p. 33, get it right. In the bank account. Um, but we are back. we're back for another episode of the No Music Podcast. That is the show we're making and you are listening to right now. You beautiful, beautiful listener stroke viewer, depending on your platform of choice, you. What are we going to talk about today, Mark? We've got lots of things to talk about. What are you going to talk about today? Um, what are we going to talk about in the Web3 Bitcoin NFT Discoverse? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're going to try our best to carry on that theme of trying to make sure every time we speak about at least one uh, precise, uh, immediate, relatable example. So we're not just one of those pods that's going on about stuff that is going to be really important to you in like in 2032 it's like what about now i need to pay the bills as a musician now um and then we will talk about quite a lot of the bigger picture stuff in particular there's a theme evolving of already significant platforms more and more dipping their toe into this world so there'll be some bigger picture stuff and some immediate stuff as well as several relief moments that we didn't put all seven pounds fifty of our savings into Terra or Luna. <sighs> joke for you there, boys and girls. Oh, we love they're the most exciting jokes, those ones. Cool. Um, well that's in the Web three world. Um I am shockingly gonna talk about Instagram uh in the social world. Um and we're also gonna talk about Spotify in a massive shock turn horror of events. A, that is a shock. Uh, an exciting, and I do think it is exciting, development that Spotify's had and how we stroke, I think that once it's up and running properly, if a musician takes advantage of it properly, you can potentially, yeah, just increase the engagement to your releases, build more hype around your first week of release, lots of exciting stuff like that. So I think that's going to be one of the first things we're going to talk about, other than at the end of the show, we'll also talk about the crazy week that Nottingham's got ahead of itself in about seven days' time. All good. Cool. In which case, let's get into it. And I think we're going to start with this Spotify thing I was just hinting at, uh, which is pre-saves, which I think pretty much every musician at the start of career, regardless of whether or not they've done one yet, they're at least aware of them, whether it's because of bigger artists that have done them, whether it's because of their fellow musicians that have done them. I think it's fair to say that now pre-saves, regardless of which streaming platform you do them on, they are known as being a key part of a marketing strategy for any new release whether it's a single ep album i think that's fair to say and um, your favorite subject <laughs> that is sarcasm um because yeah you are right Mark. i uh i up until essentially what i'm about to say i've had very strong opinions on them because up until right now if you wanted to do a pre-save specifically on spotify as the biggest streaming platform you had to use a third-party service. And what that basically means in English is Spotify didn't have their own way to pre-save. If you wanted your fans to pre-save your upcoming single album, EP, whatever it is, you had to use another service and most distributors ended up making their own one to try and capitalize on it. 
And it basically meant that you had to link people to this link here. They had to put their info into this thing here. And then they had to click a link over here. Just made it really complicated. And I can say for one that they I didn't make really, it easy, really did they, Sam? They did not. They did not. Um, and I can say for certain that, you know, it, it, I had to really, really, really like an artist to pre-save something and go through that rigmarole. And I, I would call myself mm. a passionate music fan. So, um, so we've even got an advice video on our YouTube channel from about two years ago where we break down all of these points of why I personally think that if you're a musician at the start of your career, I think one of the definitions we actually use in that video is if, if you're not, if you're at the point where you wouldn't be able to sell out the bodega yet. So that translation is 200, uh, 200, 200 capacity in your hometown, then you should not be running a pre-sale campaign. I think that was the one of the one-liners from two years ago. Uh, still but now. now, but now. Spotify have announced and started testing. This is not a public feature yet, but it's looking positive that it will be. So we're trying to give you guys a heads up on it, that they are going to have an official pre-save function, which, again, in English, basically means that when you're on Spotify, whether it's on your phone or your desktop or whatever, if you see an artist that you like has an album coming up, you can just click pre-save, one button, boom. And then the day that it comes out, it will go into your Spotify library. You'll get a notification on your phone or your email or however you've chosen to do it. Made it easy. One click, boom. And that will, once it's rolled out properly, change the game for unsigned artists for all of the reasons that I think it was a massive headache before this came out in that now you only have to drive people to your Spotify. When you're promoting your new release, which comes out in two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, however long of a build-up you're doing, you're just going to go, yo, go to my Spotify. And if you're interested in this song clip or you heard it live at that Bodega show, whatever it is, you can go and pre-save it. Press the button. Boom. So why have they taken so long to offer that? Honestly, I don't know because something I did learn whilst reading about the, this new Spotify specific version is Apple Apple Music already have their own one, as in their own one built into Apple Music. Now I'm pretty sure it's the second big Apple Music's the second biggest streaming platform in in the West, I think, um, after Spotify. So they have one. And, Isn't it Pandora? Because uh, they've got like bazillions in France uh, or something like that. I know it's definitely one of those things we have to be really careful about looking through it, at it from the yeah, British yeah. perspective, at least. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think I think there's somewhere that a classic British music fan would not guess is a, is a, is really yeah, yeah. significant um, in that world. Maybe we can put well, it up on the way, screen. It... Who was right? Mark was right or Sam was right? And the well, other one owes the other five Terra Luna coin. Obviously, it is, regardless of if it's second, third, or fourth, it is obviously one of the biggest uh, streaming platforms. Yeah. They have it built and in. And YouTube as well, but of they course. Did, of course. But Apple Music did such a bad job of promoting it. I didn't even know it existed. And I spent hours looking into this kind of stuff on, generally on a week-to-week -week basis. I had no clue it even existed. So theirs hasn't gone down that well. Whereas what Spotify are doing, Spotify, and it's part of why they're testing it before they roll it out straight away. I've read the official Spotify press release and stuff. Like, it is basically they want to make sure it is right and it is as easy as possible for everyone from the massive artists to the smaller unsigned start their career rights to use. Uh, the demo, the test that they're currently running is actually with Florence and Machine. So if you want to see how it looks, you can go onto Florence and Machine's Spotify page and you can see what it kind of looks like. But uh, yeah, they're testing that out testing it with a few of the big artists at the minute and then the like any feature as long as it doesn't go drastically wrong it'll probably be in a month or two that 
you will be able to use it as a, a new musician. Uh, and in terms of immediate action right now, I guess it just means if you are starting to plan for a single, an EP or an album at any point in maybe the next two to four months, maybe in that kind of time span, then this probably, can't guarantee for a fact, but there's a decent chance this feature will be out by that point. And you were probably already thinking either I'm going to run a pre-save campaign or I'm going to start directing people to Spotify. Now you might be able to kill two birds with one stone, make a Spotify campaign. And, you know, that could ultimately, we're not being paid by Spotify here, folks, just to clarify it. We're just aware that it is the biggest streaming platform. Um, so, yeah, if you're already thinking, hmm, what's the end goal for all of my marketing? There is a very strong case, even before this, that Spotify should have been the place, whereas now I think this makes it even even bigger, essentially. And the other side is if you're one of those people who's been doing pre-save for the last couple of years when it didn't actually make any sense, your strategy has now come good. It does actually make sense mm. to pre-save now. Yeah. And so, I, do you know what? I, it, it does make so much sense why people have done it before. It's just there hasn't really been the system in place, whereas now there is. Yeah. It's not been easy for the fans in particular, which is a classic... When you're thinking about a promotional strategy, you've got to think about the person you're trying to reach, whether that's your strategy to get in front of influencers on Instagram, DJs on radio stations, or something that's direct to your fans. What's easiest and makes most sense for you as the artist may not be what's easiest or makes most sense for them, and therefore you need to reflect on that dilemma because what's more important, you getting the job done in less time or actually being effective? I mean... To some degree, that's just social media in general and marketing in general. Or life, just... you could say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. It literally is. Hmm. How can I make the person that I want to either spend money or engage with the thing that I I'm guess doing? What, what's, what's a bit unique about, a music, about musicians and creatives, certainly considered different to, say, entrepreneurs, is that either realization or acceptance that you are effectively in business for yourself and therefore you have to have mm. things, unsexy things like strategies which a, a business person, an entrepreneur, would, would not rebel against as much. I mean, some of them will rebel and go, oh, I don't need a business plan. I'm just going to use my charisma and energy. Um, but with musicians, illustrators, fashion designers, the creative industries, there's often an unwillingness to recognize or accept that you, you need, at least until you're successful enough that you can hire people to do this for you, yeah. then you're going to need to spend some percentage of your week doing the unsexy business stuff otherwise you're significantly decreasing your chances of getting to that making a living level doing what you love you and you sam you and i often talk about things that you don't want to do but they're one degree of separation away from what you do want to do so yeah i've got to totally. do this thing i don't want to do because it helps me do the thing i do want to do things that are two or three degrees of separation away then there's a case that you should be decluttering them away but there are just some things mm -hmm. No one cares as much as you do. You and I have learned that lesson. I've <laughs> been reminded of that lesson a few times in some uh, other projects the last couple of weeks. No yeah. one cares as much about your stuff as you do. But you know what? That one-liner as well, as much as that can be the just reminder to maybe put the extra time and attention to the things you care about, it's also, I think, a really empowering line in the when people are getting really stressed out or worried or anxious about putting a piece of content or putting a song out or putting a demo out or whatever is very few people care as much as you do so actually 
why why not just put the thing out there like for the 99 people that might like it listen to it or engage with it in some way there's one person that went oh don't really like this like why does it matter like very few people are actually caring about that so you mean the overthinking of it side of things where people don't put it out there musicians don't put mm. the song out there or that clip out there because they're worried it's not perfect yet and that's kind of used dare we say it, as an excuse to then not do anything and then like, <laughs> i'm one of these people who yep. uh only wants to put something out there if it's perfect and therefore yeah. i think there's some like five billion years old phrase of perfection is the enemy of the good or some something like that yeah yeah, yeah. um well it's, and it's there's certainly a for... cousin of that phrase in in the web3 world which is is, is, is is keep playing with stuff until you break it and what that means <laughs> is keep putting stuff out there keep putting imperfects out there see what works don't be ashamed of things not working. Actually see that as a good thing because that means you've pushed some kind of creative or technological edge. Um, yeah. What's one R1 liner? Making mistakes is good because it shows you're pushing things. Making the same mistake again is dumbass. Yeah. Dumbass. I, yeah, the word got, dumbass you got to almost went kind of Greek well. there. Dumbass. Hey. Dumbass. Dumbass. Half Greek, half Polish. I can't tell if it's an insult or a meal. Dumbass. It just sounds like you doing an accent, basically. Which if, if, what, normally you can't tell within about 2,000 miles of where you're trying to do an accent. What the fact is? What we get the right, we get the right continent, we're doing well. You sound like a penguin on Greenland. Um, is, that the, <laughs> is that the end of the pre-save? <laughs> uh, uh... I, think, I think so. Um, but like I say, I get, part of the reason we're not spending too much time on that is because the feature is not there yet. But I do think if anyone is already thinking about their next single campaign and it is a few weeks or a few months away, having this in mind that this hopefully will be a feature you can take advantage of soon, try and make that a part of your campaign. And at the very least, you lose nothing from driving people to Spotify as one of your main platforms. Yeah. Um, okay, well, in which case, I think we can move on to the greatest dicks world of social media and content and all the cool things, man. Um, and... In short, there is no groundbreaking new story this uh, this show. I've just what? got a few things that I thought were interesting. I know, I know. The selfish Zucker universe has not blessed us with anything mind blowing. I don't know. I don't the know what to say. Although I did see. It's gonna get mentioned later. later. It's gonna get mentioned later. This. True, true. Hey? Later on today, as we record this, Bill Gates is doing a Reddit Ask Me Anything. You can go and ask Mr. Bill Gates himself anything. On Reddit. On Reddit, today. So, Reddit on is a Reddit. brave place to say, ask me anything, full stop. <laughs> let, let alone <laughs> you when think? you're Bill Gates. I would not... What do you reckon, it, what do you reckon the cheapest thing he'll get asked? Will it be, you know, can I have a loan? Actually, it's going to be a much ruder than that. Have you microchipped <laughs> me? Are you dating now, yep. Bill? Um, <laughs> do billionaires about? go on Tinder? Like, do they have a special I, billionaire version of Tinder? You know, Bezos, Bill Gates, I mean, quite a few famous, very successful, multi-multi-billionaire couples split up. Where do they, surely they don't just go on Bumble and Tinder. No, I think, well, oh, there is I know that. a few Rhea, of my, Rhea? A few of my, Rhea, I was going to say, a few of my LA friends uh, use mm. that. And that's where, like, a lot of, uh, quite a lot of celebrities, I think, use that as their main platform. Cause you have or to your be LA friends, or your billionaire LA friends. Elon. Call me Elon, yeah. Um, My LA friends, <laughs> Elon and Jeff. ELA. Anyway, 
Um, but yeah. But yeah, they haven't blessed us with any great content, uh, this show. But what I thought I'd do is a few things that I found interesting that might have some impact on musicians at the start of their career. I'm going to try to share them. Um, by the time the show... Sorry, is that as we record the show, this is all on the majority of people's phones now. Instagram has done another dramatic update to uh, the main feed, the main way people consume content on the app, which is they have changed it to, shockingly, be more like TikTok. But right prior to this week, Instagram was still very much how Instagram has been the past few years. And then they had Reels living within the app, but it almost worked as a separate app within the app. Um, whereas now what they've done is the main feed, which is the main thing that opens when you open up Instagram for the first time on your phone, uh, it's all vertical video. It is meant to hit you with a full screen video within seconds and then you scroll and there's oh, another okay. video and ads are hidden in there, but they're a seamless part of the experience so you can't tell and blah, 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 blah. So basically, yes, definitely, it's ripped off TikTok. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, it's definitely, it's, to say it's being mass, mass rolled out right now, it's very like much in a testing phase, you know, uh, the head, I forget what his job title is, but the guy that always talks about the guy who works at Instagram that always talks about uh, the updates guy called Adam Mazzari. He is. Do you mean the boss? Uh, kind of said. We're... I don't know if it is the boss. I always get confused by this. I don't think he is the boss boss of Instagram. I think he's just quite senior and the best person at talking on camera because something tells me people that work in the back end of Instagram aren't the most photogenic. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, yeah, it's... So <laughs> interesting. I mean, that would just mean there's nothing. Lots of companies have a chief PR officer or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, I mean, I don't some might say that Meta could do better than letting Zuckerberg loose as much as they do. True. Meta could do better. Better. Meta, there's a better. starting rhyme for any um, of that. Way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, anyway, but my point was uh, why do I care as a musician? Well, two things. One, if one of the main points we've absolutely hammered home on this show is video content, just you just need to get on it. There is no, you can't come up with excuses now. Fair enough. Maybe a year or two ago, you could come up with excuses, but it's literally every single platform is about video content now to the point that, and I say this as someone that's probably primarily known as a photographer to a lot of creators, like it started as a photo platform. Yes. Instagram doesn't really care about photos anymore. You've got to work out, mm. if you're a photographer listening wow. to this, you've got to work out how to turn photos care. into video. Like, not has not. prioritized like I mean, Literally doesn't care about photos anymore. What, well, they changed their one-liner. Like, I mean, this is like a year ago now, and this is going to be heavily paraphrased, but their one-liner used to be, we are a photo-sharing platform. And yep. they changed it at some point, I think last year, to we are a... This is a really wanky one-liner. It was something like, we're a community sharing platform it was basically a this is where you go to keep up with your friends is what yeah. they tried to okay do so what's the what's the news for musicians with all this the need is well two things news. one no doubt now is the majority of people on their phone have this new new instagram photos are going to be left in the dust because they don't they're not being prioritized anywhere near as much in the feed and also when they do show up in this new feed because they're not pieces of video and they're not vertical full screen they just look shit so like even if you've got a beautiful photo i experienced this uh earlier on beautiful photos look shit in this new feed so almost even if you've managed to capture a beautiful piece of photography or like an awesome single cover whatever it might be it's just going to be it's going to lose a few points basically in this new feed sucks but that is the way it is right now so 
again, the point here is this is less what Instagram has said, and I'm just trying to make clear the point with all these changes that are happening. You've got to get on video content, and the bullet points that we kind of come back to on every one of these previous shows is how, if you're thinking, Sam, I haven't got the time, I haven't got the money to make more and more video content, it's how do you turn things that you've already got or already going to make, how do you turn that into video content? Yeah. Almost all of you will have a phone. You can film things, <laughs> talk to the camera. If you're uncomfortable talking to a camera, you can film behind the scenes stuff and it doesn't have to actually feature your face or your voice in it. There's so many ways, and I'm not going to go into them now because we've talked about a lot of that kind of stuff. How do you make more content on previous shows? But another, there is a chance in a few months' time that they won't even be taking photo content anymore that's not based on anything other than the trend of how much they are prioritizing video content right now you know tiktok is just a video app you can't upload photos to tiktok and there it wouldn't be crazy for instagram to start going in that direction um so make video content kids is kind of my headline there um and that as much as i feel like i could talk about that well there's a headline lurking underneath that headline because we want to help musicians so make video kids is kind of like a school teacher giving them instructions the thing that's come out from the last nomp into this one is that re is getting indicators from these platforms that it's acceptable to reuse content Mm -hmm. so you're you're saying don't don't like have a heart attack about the idea you've got to spend a whole week filming videos or you're going to have to film a fresh video every day for the rest of your life a good starting point is to go back into video content, that you already, audio visual content, vertical video you already have, music videos, and mm. um, back behind the scenes at gigs, some live footage from gigs, and use that. And use that for the first couple of months maybe to get you up and running. Then, I don't know, a bit like going yeah. to the gym, the first couple of weeks are the tricky ones. Then you actually start to enjoy it. Yeah. And so doing new stuff yeah. seems less of a ball ache. So I think the thing that I found valuable, that I think is valuable, for musicians starting their career, particularly ones who don't have a natural affinity for social media. You love social media. You like yeah. doing it. It doesn't feel like a job. Yeah. Um, but yeah. for a lot of people, it, it's a ball ache. They don't want to do it. They just want to focus yeah. on being great musicians. But they yeah. realize they've got to do it. So this is the direction of travel. A. B, here's this beautiful hack of you can reuse the stuff you've already got. And I think it was Instagram mm-hmm. you said on the last nom have specifically said on the record they will not penalise you for using material you've Correct. used before. Yeah, um, so, the, so you can the use material you've used before was... and material you've not used. Correct. Yeah, I mean the thing we shared on the last show was the specific of there'd always been this rumour that you know platforms like Instagram could read the data of an image and therefore the second they knew you'd already posted that image it wouldn't go out. Whereas they confirmed that doesn't happen. If anything, I mean, something that's worth acknowledging is, yes, sometimes when you reuse content, if it is really recently or if it was the thing that reached the most people, there is a chance if you post it again, people will be like, bro, I've already seen this and not engage with it. So it's not a perfect strategy. That's the, cu- that's the, cu- that's the people looking at it, it, not the platform. Correct. Yeah. Sorry, people, if, if, uh, if we're speaking over each other a bit, the line's a bit fuzzy. So I, when, I think we're not necessarily sensing when the other one is talking sometimes. Um yeah, so there's the distinction between, I think you, this is another theme you've said over uh, several nonces, people sometimes jump to the conclusion that stuff's not being seen, they're being shadow banned if stuff doesn't do well, or the platform don't like it. Well, actually, it could simply be, it's not good, it's not resonating yeah. with yeah. the audience. So that, that, that's different. So we now have it on the record, at the very least from Instagram, that as long as you didn't post it yesterday, 
they're not going to penalize you for reusing content. <laughs> but your audience Correct. might be like, that. dude, you put that up two days ago. Yeah, something time? that's worth remembering as well. We're doing all right. I, final point, and then I'll wrap this bit up, is the, uh, again, all of these things, it's one of the points we're really trying to hammer home on every one of these shows is most of these platforms want you to do well on the platform. They don't want you to, you know, have a shit time and not reach anyone. So if you have the common sense to Google things like Instagram how-tos and TikTok, uh, generally the phrase they do love a good to use the word creator that is generally the term people use for having an account on Instagram, having an account on TikTok. Even though you are a musician, well, all of the guides are more broadly made for creators of on Instagram and creators on TikTok. But if you Google it, you spent half the last month telling us how brilliant Instagram's own creator hub was that they launched. They're literally telling yeah. you. No, but that's what I mean. You don't need to find some that's nice I mean. or friendly, insightful person on YouTube. Just go Instagram. To tell you about how to use Instagram. Exactly. And and those links are in the last nonce bio as well. Okay, Instagram's creator hub and TikTok's equivalent. Yeah. Cool. Right. Over to you, Web3 boy. Your new nickname. Talk to me. World's shittest superhero. Web3 boy. He's decentralized. He's not affiliated to any third parties and he'll crash 99% in value overnight um well the bigger i guess the biggest story in the crypto world in may 2022 is definitely this terra luna thing but it's not really relevant to musicians so uh mm-hmm. apart from the odd snide remarks throughout the show we're not going to uh really um mention that um as we committed at the start of the show we we really we really try to always have at least one precise immediate relatable example so I'm going to chat about uh, the latest NFT release from Lyra. Lyra, Lyra. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a stat fest, um, picking up on some uh, previous conversations in previous nonce about, you know, which platforms should you focus your energy on? You know, if you're going to write, I'm going to focus all my, all the business, industry, show business, music industry hours of my week where I actually promote myself as opposed to the time I spend on my art making, writing and crafting great songs, where am I going to focus it? So we've got some insights on that. And then I thought we'd start with some developments in this world on two of the most important platforms. Arguably, you know, definitely in the top five, depending, you know, if Instagram and Spotify are what I'm talking about. I went for top five because, you know, YouTube's probably in there. TikTok's definitely in there. Um, so yeah. from the UK perspective and American perspective, we hint that constantly. It can it's different in different parts of the world. Um, yeah. So Insta and Spotify have both uh, done some NFT uh, toe dips, um, mm-hmm. and they're significantly different. Uh, I've seen some of the chat I've seen about this. It's important to make a distinction. This is quite different to what Twitter did a couple of months ago, where Twitter made it possible in a verified way to PFP to put your NFT as your profile pick. The news from Spotify and Instagram in May 2022, um, unless I'm being a bellend, which is always a significant possibility, um, are about enabling creators, the C word, from our perspective, we're most interested in musicians, obviously, and on Spotify, it will be almost exclusively musicians, to sell NFTs. So one of the themes of our chats Mm -hmm. on NOMPS is, okay, 
can this help me now versus is this going to be significant in the next three or four years, the next decade, et cetera, et cetera. So Instagram and Spotify have both started these uh, beta tests, these experiments. It does not mean a art, unsigned artist from Nottingham or Bristol or Manchester or even Atlanta is going to be able to do this next week. But it does imply they might well be able to do it in the next 12 months. Um, so your mate Adam at, at Instagram uh, announced that they are going to be starting with select creators experimenting with being able to sell NFTs through your Instagram. See, that's significantly different to what Twitter did. Twitter is yeah, we yeah. can officially show off your, your, your ape or your crypto punk. This is going to let you sell NFTs direct through Instagram. Um, and wow. this is also a theme I've noticed quite a lot, just like a lot of other platforms. They're not going to charge any fees initially. So, you know how we talk, I don't, we talk about this um, theme. I've said the phrase, we talk about this theme quite a lot on this show. Um, but another one is that platforms will often be more helpful at the start of something. They'll push something out more yeah. or they'll charge less if nothing. Often that won't be the case yeah. in two or three years. So take it. There's nearly <laughs> always something where well, you're talking 2016 or 2022. Yeah. There's nearly always something that's having that moment. We've talked about TikTok a lot having a moment of pushing you out more for free. And I think it was Instagram Reels were pushing yeah. you out three or four times more for free. Correct. So Insta Instagram yeah. are doing this test for NFTs for free. Hopefully it goes well and they'll then expand it. And there might be this window where it's on, on Instagram for free, you can sell NFTs. Um, and it's, Zuckerberg was also involved in this, um, saying it's going to come out on Facebook in the not-too-distant future as well. In fact, I think he first leaked it at a conference a couple of months ago before it actually got officially announced by your mate Adam He's a Mos Moseri or Moseri. something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, very yeah. similarly, in, obviously with Instagram, it's creators more broadly. So it's going to be everything from incredibly uh, beautiful homo sapiens um, who aren't actually doing anything other than looking beautiful to incredibly talented musicians like you watching this right now. Spotify, clearly much more focused on musicians. Uh, and very, sim very similar. They are testing. Um, there's been this theme of, Spotify incorporating more and more of musicians' life uh, into their profile. You know, there was a time where they didn't even tell you about gigs on a Spotify profile. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. buy merch through Spotify. They did the link up with Shopify in autumn of 2021. So now the next step of making yeah. Spotify that all in place that you can learn about everything from a musician. Um, and we're going to, in a moment, count how different that is to the experience on Facebook for a musician and their profile is that you will be able to sell yeah. your NFTs through Spotify. So this thing that, you know, 12 months wow. ago and certainly 24 months ago, a lot of people have never heard of is now being tested on two, as I said, two of the certainly wow. five, if not a smaller number, uh, biggest platforms for musicians. Uh, it, it's not in the world, in the English speaking world and certainly the United Kingdom. Um, yeah. Hello to all our American listeners, all three of you. Um, Amen. So that's the Instagram and Spotify news, specifically in the Web3 Discoverse mm -hmm. that directly affects uh, musicians. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the precise, immediate, relatable world, um, it's fun to talk about the famous people, uh, you know, whether it's your table tennis friend, Steve Aoki, um, or the band you love so much, I'm pretty sure they've had to take out a number of ASBOs against you, uh, the Chainsmokers, who have launched 
they've done something interesting uh, this week, but I'd be contradicting myself if I talked about them because they're not relatable. They're already mega successful, but it's kind of cute. Maybe we've got time. Maybe if we've got time, you decide we can talk about what the chain smokers have done because it is interesting. But on the precise immediate relatable example, we've tried to talk about artists mm. who are early days at the start of their career, social media numbers that have three digits um, before they do the project <laughs> and become successful, certainly low four digits. Because it's all very well going Snoop Dogg did this or Kings of Leon did this, but that's not relatable for you at the start of your career. What is relatable for you at the start of your career and actionable are precise, immediate, relatable examples of artists also at the start of their career using this Web3 Discoverse NFT technology to make amounts of money that make significant contributions to your dream of making a living from your music. Lyra is an example of an artist we spoke about a few months ago who was one of those artists in that relatable situation and then made a four to five figure sum um, on her NFT. She, Lyra's now dropped her second NFT, this time via Sound, which is one of the more high profile of the last couple of months, Web3 Discoverse music projects. Um, they kind of mix just giving with Patreon, with SoundCloud, with a sprinkling of Web3 on top. Again, if that's interesting, you think maybe we can talk yeah. about them later or in another show. So Lyra has launched her second NFT release. She's done it via sound. And um, in a little over a week, she's raised over 10,000 US dollars. Um, wow. Obviously, the revenue has been generated in a cryptocurrency, in this case, ETH. So that amount can vary depending on whether ETH having a happy day or a day so sad it feels like it should ring T-Pain at Tidal. Um, so yeah, basically Lyra... L-Y-R-A-H, if this is your first time watching the No Music Podcast, she is worth a Google. She is worth 30 minutes um, checking out her example uh, because she's relatable, uh, she's lovely, and part of the reason her being lovely is relevant is she shared quite a lot of her story. Um, so you can learn quite a lot yeah. from what she's did. She's put it out there. Um, and I don't know if you remember, she was the one who did the quite cute contract for her first NFT. The visual which, one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The graphic designers and musicians love, the music lawyers, less so. For some reason, the people being paid hundreds of pounds an hour didn't like the idea of an innovation that might disrupt their ability to charge hundreds of pounds an hour. Um, so yeah, Lyra, L-Y-R-A-H, is our precise, immediate, relatable example of the week in the Web3 Discoverse. Um, what else did we want to talk about? Oh, we wanted to get a bit geeky. We thought we'd deliberately do this last because if it sends you to sleep, You've already learned about Lyra, so that's uh, important stuff. Uh, oh, I, really oh. need to, I do need some notes yep. for this because I'm not that much of a loser that I can remember mm -hmm. all this stuff by heart. There's a couple uh -huh. of insights lurking in, in this stuff. One is it kind of makes Spotify look better than you thought and worse than you thought at the same time. Um, it okay. makes clear why I think a thing I can say you and I have safely been saying for the best part of five years, which is Spotify is definitely... Uh, the least ugly member of the sex that you find sexually attractive in the nightclub at three in the morning when you're really drunk. Um, <laughs> but it also, did that, was that clear? Was politically correct? Um, and, but also gives an, a, a real strong indication into why this Web3 world is so game-changing. We had a good example of this when we shone a light on the RAC thing uh, on the last nump where he basically went 36 people made more money for me on crypto that, with my music than 500 bazillion uh, on Spotify. Yeah. Watch the last nomp for some more details on that or check out RAC's Twitter. He's another guy that's very precise and transparent in sharing his journey. Um, 
So have you ever heard of have you ever heard of a, oh, what they call venture capitalist, Sam? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like yeah. a record label for businesses, as in they they give you a load of money up front to go and do your thing, and they take a percentage, sometimes quite a chunky one. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> and a lot of them are in in, in your beloved. California, which is one of the reasons why California is such a hub for creative businesses, because they've got a very supportive yep. system in terms of funding ideas at the start of the place, and that American thing of tolerating failure, la la la. Anyway, one of the famous ones, like uh, chain smokers uh, in your of of venture capitalists, the Manchester City mm. stroke Liverpool mm. of venture capitalists is called A seventeen, A sixteen, I think they're called, and. Yep. Uh, They've been big in the Web3 Discoverse, and they put out some data. And basically comparing Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, and NFTs in terms of how much it creates for creators. Um, Creators, so they are looking a bit more broadly, but obviously with Spotify Mm -hmm. in there, that's an overt focus on musicians. Um, And you take some of these numbers with a pinch of salt. So what they did with the NFT stuff is they focused on OpenSea, and they also included secondary sales. And I don't think that's cheating. That's one of the things that's so incredibly exciting about the Web3 world is this idea that you can get the resale amounts. Remember we were talk- when we were comparing it to Every merch, time, yeah, yeah. sell a T-shirt at your gig. If you become better known and that T-shirt gets resold, you don't make anything. Sell an NFT, you get a resale percentage. And so particularly if you're you know, 17, 18. Just- oh, was that a question? No, I was just going to say, just to clarify for any of our uh, any of our listeners, if they don't know what OpenSea is, am I right in thinking OpenSea is basically just the main shopping? It's the Amazon of yeah, it's NFTs, like eBay, right? Shopify, and Amazon had an NFT Web three baby. Um, cool. It's changing now, I think, but there was a point last year where it had you know one hundred and fifty three percent of the market. It was really, really, really dominant. Um, I think I think that's uh, been balanced out a little bit. Um, so uh, they estimated in 2021 3.9 billion dollars was created across 22,400 creators. Are we are we able to stick stuff on the stick stuff up on the screen, Sam? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. we should stick uh, this up on the screen. That graphic yeah. sent over up. Crediting a yeah. 17, 16. What's it? Um, that that equates to 174 thousand dollars per creator. $174,000 per creator. Now, it's, there's that old thing, if, if Bill Gates, your mate from earlier, leaves Reddit and walks into a bar, suddenly the average person becomes a millionaire. So, you know, it will be distorted by, it doesn't mean every single person was making that much money. But you can, with Spotify, 7 billion was given to creators, but across 11 million artists. So that averaged out at $636 per artist. So 174000 for Web 3, 636 for Web 2. Ooh. But before wow. we give Spotify too much grief, yep. YouTube, now that's a broader creator uh, definition than just musicians, 15 billion distributed. Yeah. And we generally think of YouTube as giving money to creators. 15 billion oh, distributed well, yeah. To, yeah. across 37 million channels equates to $405 per channel. So Spotify is over 50% bigger than YouTube. And then finally, bringing up the rear, who were Mrs. Mr. Zuckerberg, 
showing what we key have said for years, don't promote your Facebook because you're just building them an audience, mm-hmm. which they'll then charge you to reach. Yeah. They basically don't give anything to creators. They've estimated here 300 million. I'm not sure if that's basically just from the pots they do for PR releases or, but think about it. You build a community yeah. on Facebook and then you're then charged to yeah. market to them. Crazy. So th- across 2.91 billion users, that averages out at 10 cents per user. So they've basically created this graphic, <laughs> this entity that, you know, they know their shit. They are deep in yeah. Web 2 and Web 3. The graphic we've been putting on screen, I'm going to put on screen now, have half seriously, half playfully made the argument that Web 3 makes you $174,000 per musician. Spotify makes you $636 per musician but don't shit on Spotify too quickly because YouTube only makes you $405 per artist and Facebook makes you 10p can't even buy a credit with that 10 cents it's actually about like 7p picture paints a thousand words that graphic's going to do it much better than me but um, that is an insight into uh, how bad old school web 2 is if you're still promoting your Facebook at gigs, but please, please do not. Please do not. Yeah. Uh, and why this Web3 stuff is worth paying attention to, because whether it's now or in a, you know, three or four years' time, it, its potential is absolutely game-changing for you as an aspiring musician. A, it's going to increase the number of you that are able to get to that minimum 20, 25 grand a year making a living from music. And B... Those of you who are already on the path to that, it's going to help you make more. So it's going to be more musicians can make yeah. a living from music and more musicians can make more money from music. And you ain't ever going to get paid by Zuckerberg. Wow. Unless he's watching this and Mark's thinking, <laughs> you know what? Always trust the Mark. Wow. So uh, better, better change this. Um, wow. Cool. Crazy, but cool. That should be an album. Hello, uh, Star Mega TLC. Um, yeah, that enough. Crazy, sexy, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's time to talk about, shockingly, our favourite topic, Mark. I think it's time to talk about Nottingham and how no one's going to get any sleep for the I mean, 0115 week. is alive. Is it, was it we collectively first came up with that catchphrase? Uh, um, <laughs> I, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, wow, there's this crazy, this is Craig David-esque five or six days. Uh, 73 festivals yeah, in four man. days. So, Does it start with Dot to Dot? Yeah. Yeah, so Dot to Dot's first. Dot to Dot is this weekend. And have they got 147 and not your marks on the lineup? Are we back to that tradition now? Exactly, yeah. So basically every, not, every, basically every artist has ever stepped foot in Nottingham on the lineup. Solid across hundreds of, well, hundreds of bits, tens of Nottingham venues, obviously all the best venues in the city. Classic. I mean, it's just it's just a glorious day, isn't it? It's, it's a day where all the Nottingham's music community comes what? together, all people that love music come together, all the cool venues come together. And it's Hello. Forest in the playoff final day, I think. Yeah, it is, mate, you're right. Wow. So, that could be amazing or rubbish. Will there be no one there? <laughs> or that bad? 
You don't want to be on during that. Funnily enough, literally in the bodega, in the bodega smoking yeah. area, I was literally having this conversation the other day. I was like, I can't tell if that's going to be the best energy Nottingham City Centre. Oh, Nottingham City Centre, yeah. Chaotic worst Jake should play. Ooh. Jake Bug should play just to all the Notts County fans, like the, the people who don't care. Yeah. <laughs> care. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, wow. but yeah, so Doctor Dart across all the uh, all of the great venues in the app, the Forest game is on as well, so it's going crazy. Um, also, so that's the Sunday. Um, it's not the Bank Holiday Monday, the day after, like the normally. It's it. just because they've been cheeky fuckers. Yeah, the Queen's stolen it for the Who Thursday. Doctor Dart, no Bank Holiday. Uh, then that following weekend, Detonate is back at Collet Park yes. for Detonate Festival with. Everyone from the man of the moment, Bruce. One of the headliners. We've got the legendary, isn't it? Correct main stage. Also on the main stage is Snowy as well. That's going to be sick. Awesome. Um, We've got Brucey and uh, Snowy both on the main stage playing. Nice one, detonate. Um, And then yeah, Spider playing about seven hundred sets like he always (laughs) does, and his bunch of the world's coolest man, Nottingham's finest DJs. Exactly, exactly. His voice is the most distinctive oh. man in, the, in probably the UK as well. Yeah. Um, and then moving on, uh, yeah, what I was just saying a minute ago, then there's this new festival as well, Meadowlands, um, which looks from the outside like it only has massive... Yeah, I thought there was no Nottingham Art nice, place. Uh, oh, that, that changed? There wasn't until until recently, so they've just done a new announcement as it's gotten closer oh, okay. to the time. There is a official... BBC introducing stage. Um, East Midlands BBC Really? Well, I didn't know stage. that, but I mean, um, I guess you probably should know that. How did you find that out, Sam? <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if I've recently started working for them, isn't yes. it, Mark? A listener who um, don't know, Sam so... has recently um, got a job of quite significance uh, at BBC introducing, uh, doing their socials nationally. So we should say well done. It's cat milk. Cat's Milk and Marty are the Nottingham artists playing the BBC introducing stage. Okay. Um, so yeah, they are playing and what? it should be a proper production stage. Why did you do a Michael Jackson thriller dance move? Well, like a prop- I was just making the point of like a proper stage versus, versus like a lot of festivals when they go, we've got 20 stages and actually oh, it's okay. just an okay, yeah, guitar see, in a bit of a yeah, field yeah. somewhere. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, so I think that's the seven days where we're not going to sleep and then it's June and then yeah man June's just and two of those mental are in June are in June and then our first weekend it doesn't count um, so yeah man I think that's it that's that's not representing so I think we can say goodbye